listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and I'm so glad you're with us today. We're talking about fun stuff, and with we always with fun friends. And so today we have a new fun friend. Sarah Humphrey is with us. Sarah's a wife. She's a homeschool mom, three little ones. You can tell us a little bit about that. She's done voice work. She's an author, an artist, and again, an all-around fun person. So Sarah, welcome. We're glad to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. And so just in the little bit that we have talked, I, I perce- I'm a very perceptive person. So I've, I've, I perceive that although we both live just south of Nashville, that this is not where you are from. No, it is not. I am from Ohio, which okay. is always asked of me. Yeah. I thought I sensed a little bit of a Midwestern accent there. So yes. tell, tell me about where you grew up. Yeah, well, I grew up in um, kind of near Cleveland, Ohio, um, and I grew up loving church, going to church every Sunday, Bible stories, veggie tales, all of the, you know, Christian industry media wise for children. I just grew up on all of those, you know, television shows, books and things. And so um, I did that all the way through, you know, went through elementary school, high school and even college in Ohio. Um, I went to Bowling Green State University and studied applied health science, which is basically medicine. Um But once I got to, I think it was my junior year of college, I met a real sweet guy and um, we ended up getting married after college. And so I didn't end up going to medical school, but I ended up um, working for the American Heart Association for a little while. Oh, great! And in the midst of that time, um, we kind of had a couple different moves. We went to Arizona. We were down in Alabama. And then um, eventually we moved to Nashville. And um, during that time, you know, I was really finding out that I wanted to be at home and I wanted to be a mom and a wife and um, do some creative things just kind of on my own. I was feeling like God was calling me back to that um, instead of, you know, technical medical school. So I I stayed home. And once we got to Nashville, um, we ended up having three kids. Yeah. And um, so I just started writing and doing some voiceover work during that time, just a little freelance things to kind of, you know, keep me going while I was in the house with the little ones. All right. So let's and, go there for a second. So okay. I, some of our listeners know I have a background in television and video production. That's oh. what I did before I got into children's ministry. Okay. And so I, I was one of those guys who years ago was producing infomercials and things like that with like the incredible golf ball washing washamacallit but wait it's also a hand warmer you know whatever else so i did some of that so tell me a little bit about some of this voiceover work that you've done was it for video for radio where might we have heard you yes well actually okay so this was the fun thing i just i felt really called like god had asked me to get involved with voiceover and i had no idea where to begin i mean coming from ohio no nobody really did voiceover or did anything in media there. So I was completely perplexed at this point as to how to do this. So I was working just a side job at Starbucks and, um, uh, Alan Dicer is his name. He runs an acting school in Franklin. He kept coming through my line for coffee. And so I found out that he had an acting school and voiceover was part of it. So I jumped into a class as soon as he told me that, and I just started recording demos. So just little, like, you know, two minute blurbs of different kinds of, you know, reading voices, mostly like audiobook kind of stuff, which is uh-huh. kind of getting familiar with like allowing my voice to be animated, you know? Yes. And, um, and so at that point, my coach was like, Sarah, if you want to do this, like you could really 
you could do it. You know, you just need to get set up in the right, you know, all the tools mm-hmm. and things you mm-hmm. need to do it. So I felt very excited because I felt like God had asked me, you know, to go that direction, but was, you know, taking baby steps as I could. So at that time though, I had a one, one child. So it was really hard to get in and out. And then I ended up, you know, getting pregnant again and then again. (laughs) And so it was hard to kind of get out of the house to go to class or things like that. So I got set up with one of those snowball microphones. Um, They're the white, you know, it looks, looks just like a snowball. Little USB microphone. Yeah. Yes, totally. And I had the couple demos that I had done with my coach and I, you know, done a couple classes with him. And so I just got set up on voices123.com. It's just like, basically they send you voice or they send you auditions that match your voice range. And so I just kept trying. I just kept recording when my kids were napping, I would lock myself in my clothes closet and I would nice. go into a voice, you know, audition. And I eventually Reese Peace, uh, Reese Peanut Butter Cups picked me up. Wow. And yeah, it was super fun. All right, give us a little, give us a little Reese's thing. Give us a little um, bit of your spiel. Okay. It was basically like, do, um, how does peanut butter and chocolate go together? Don't you love the way that Reese's can just melt in your mouth? And then it basically like, you know, walk them through. It was in grocery stores. Awesome, so awesome. Kind of like leading them to, you know, to the, the candy aisle to pick up something sweet. So you got your chocolate and my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter and my chocolate. Yeah, yeah I used to I love the Reese's commercials. I think I might have the actual com- the commercial on my website. If not, I need to put it nice. back up. Nice. Um, but I mean, it was it was kind of amazing because I recorded it in my closet on a snowball microphone and they took it right from there and put it right on air. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like amazed for those listeners who are who are uninitiated in, in audio production. Your clothes closet is one of the best places to record because all the clothes that are hanging around you dampen the sound. Yes. Your voice doesn't reflect and refract off of the hard walls like it might in a larger space. There's no echo from the room. Yeah. So, yeah, your your closet, your walk in closet or even your non walk in closet, if you're small enough to get in there, is a great place to record. It can be a little dark if you don't turn on a light. It can be a little it dark. It was perfect. Yes, it was absolutely perfect. And I was just flabbergasted by the whole by the whole thing altogether because it was just a kiss from God for me, you know, because how I didn't fun. know how to do it. And it just and so from then, obviously, you know, I've had kids and I homeschool. And so now we're busy, like learning how to read and doing those things. Although how how old are the kids now? How old are your three? Okay. Eight. My son just turned eight this week. So we've got eight, nine and 11. So we'll get into that, but they all fit within the target range for this book, which is beautiful. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we've, we're a homeschool family. And so we have four children. My two girls are now in their twenties and they are married, but they graduated from mom. And so we've been homeschoolers a long time. My two boys are 15 and 13. They're homeschooled right now as well. And so we, we have lived in that world. And the great thing is you learn as they learn. It's a lot like kids ministry. You know, sometimes we get into kids ministry and some of our volunteers are a little intimidated because they don't know if they can answer all the questions. It's the same with homeschooling, right? You you learn kindergarten as they learn kindergarten, and then you move along as they do. Still, middle school math, not for me. Not for me. It's Yeah, it's getting tough. My oldest is in sixth grade, and I mean, I'm having to check for answers just to be sure, like in the back of the book. You know, different times because... <laughs> 
you you know it's getting hard and that's why they give you the book that's right yes, thank god right just to make sure i'm like i have to go back and see if i can remember how to do this and then it does come back to you you know like it you know it's not like it's gone completely but there are times where we open up our lesson for the day and i have to just say a quick prayer <laughs> like, okay well, we're gonna get through this i'm gonna like, use <laughs> a, i'm gonna use this homeschooling as a as a, a segue for us ready here we go so as you teach your kids, Sarah, I know that you're not just intending to pass on knowledge, but also wisdom. Yes. Mm -hmm. How was that? Was that yes, good? That was awesome. Very so you okay? So listeners, Sarah, Sarah uh, is an author of of a new devotional book called Solomon Says Devotional, and it is for kids. And so we want to give take some time to unpack what's in the book, how she got to the book, and what you might find in the book, and how as a leader in your church, this might be a great resource for you to give to kids and families, or to direct your kids and families towards. It's it's one hundred days of wisdom uh, from the world's wisest king, King Solomon. And it's a, a devotional study that you co-wrote with a friend, Amy Parker. Yes. Yes. Amy's amazing. She's written a ton of children's books and I loved partnering with her. She's actually in law school right now and releasing four other books at this time. What? So I tapped onto this interview so that she could, you know, have time to eat lunch. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, tell, so tell us a little bit about the inspiration for the book. Yeah. Well, Amy and I, we became friends um, after my kids started reading her books during school. Um, and we decided we wanted to partner on this book for tweens because she raised two boys. I have two girls and a boy. Um, and we just felt like this age range is just so important mm. for learning the keys of wisdom. Um, eight to 12 is right before things start getting, you know, independent and um, kids are learning self-confidence. They're learning how to speak for themselves. They're learning how to manage their schedules a little bit more. They're learning a lot of things that are really important. And so we just wanted to be a voice in that, um, in that age range in a way that was fun because a lot of times, you know, kids don't necessarily want to do chores or they don't yeah. want to do, you know, the things that wisdom asks of us. That's right. <laughs> but we really wanted to portray something that was fun, that engaged them, that parents and kids could connect on together, that would encourage wise patterns and good choices. So and that's so, where we ended. And so, so you wound up looking at the book of Proverbs for inspiration. Tell us about that decision to go with the wisdom of Solomon in particular. Yeah, well, Amy in particular, she really felt um, similar to my voiceover experience. She felt like God asked her to write about Proverbs hmm. and she loves partnering with authors. And so because she had two boys, she was like, it would be really great to have someone who has girls mm -hmm. so that we could swap you know, stories and kind of cover all the bases. Yeah. So as we were talking about just partnering on something in general, she's like, what about this, you know, this book about Proverbs? She's like, because you've got the girls, Oliver was younger at that point, but now he's right in that age range. Yes. Um, and so it just worked out really well that we felt like, okay, you know, we can cover a lot of information um, this way. And Solomon obviously was wise and his proverbs are wonderful because they're easy to manage. You know, you can take one verse and just mm -hmm. learn so much from one of them. Um, he's very honest. He's very, sometimes very blunt, which kids think is funny, you know, yes. and they want the honesty too. It's like, my kids are like, don't, you know, don't lie to me. Don't sugarcoat it. Tell me the truth. I want to know what's right. I want to know what's wrong. Like if you could have the answer to a test before you took it, 
wouldn't you want to know what the right, you know, what the right answer was? And so Solomon's like that because he's just very clear cut on certain things, you know, and then at other times too, he's, he kind of has like some riddle to him. You know, there are certain Mm -hmm. things where I was like, I read a proverb or two and I thought, well, let me think about it a little bit more, you know, like even going through the theological review portion of our edits, it's amazing how you can read the, you know, read the manuscript and think it says one thing and then someone else says, well, I think it might think this, this, you know, say this thing. And so you look at it together and say, okay, what exactly was he saying? So even in that, I feel like it engages critical thinking too, because we're all looking at the text and saying, let's make sure we do this correctly, you know, so let's think about it more, which is how God is with us. He likes to play hide and seek too. And he likes Mm. us to search things out to find out exactly who he is. So Solomon has just been really fun for me to study because I, you know, I never really looked at him this way before. So this is fun. We've, my wife is actually working through Proverbs with my 13 year old son right now going, they're going through, you know, and so we've, he's learning that he can read a chapter a day and read all Proverbs in a, in a month's time. And that's been fun, but there are so many, like you said, so many, um, puzzles and riddles and clever bits and quippy things that Solomon says. I just love the way that, that Proverbs are put together and the wisdom in them is just so rich. Um, I think of them a little bit like chicken nuggets. So, you know, with kids, we there's like the big Thanksgiving turkey, and that's great, right? The whole Bible is a great big feast. But the chicken nugget part is these little bite-sized chunks of wisdom that I can just kind of nibble on. And so I love that about it. I think Proverbs is a great book for kids. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. It's a wonderful book for kids, especially because it's not overwhelming either. You know, you can take one proverb and just chew and chew and chew and, you know, talk about it without having to go to, you know, through a whole bunch of history or whatever. It's just very common sense oriented. So so this is a 100 day devotional study. So you're not taking a whole chapter each day, right? You're taking pieces of them. Um, how did you, how did you break this up to find those hundred things that could not have been easy? You know, we had a lot of meetings at Whole Foods. We would sit, Amy <laughs> and I would sit in the booth and we would get some lunch and we get some cookies and get, you know, and we would sit there and we basically just went through the whole entire book and we, we tried, you know, there are some repetitive parts of Proverbs. So it was, you know, tricky to kind of go through and figure out, okay, we haven't talked about this topic yet, or, you know, we haven't talked about this one. And we just kind of tried to pick through, you know, reading through the whole book, pick the verses that we could get a wide variety of topics on. And then if it was something important, we were okay with repeating it, you know, later on in a different form, you know, if it was a certain lesson, not repeating the verse, but repeating the lesson somewhere down the line. And then we just split up, we started sharing a document and we split up the, you know, the ones that she wrote and then the ones that I wrote. And then we just kind of kept up with each other through technology, which is amazing mm. um, to write the book. You know, she would write one. I would write one. She would write one. I would write one. And then once our editor got involved, that was wonderful because then we were all looking at it, you know, together as well. And we saw it kind of get glued together that way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me a bit about the structure of each, uh, of each, uh, lesson or study, uh, each devotional. So it's a, it's a short ish devotional, just a couple of paragraphs. And then you have a couple other things that go with each one. Tell us what those pieces are. Yes, absolutely. We have, um, first is a Bible verse. We basically talk about which proverb we're going to discuss for that lesson. Um, and then we have a short lesson, you know, just like about 280 words, nothing 
super difficult, but just a couple paragraphs that kind of give some relational, you know, discussion to that proverb. They kind of bring the Bible verse down, you know, into kid language, um, which is really, really, really fun. So after we kind of discuss a little bit about what do you think that Solomon was saying there? You know, sometimes we will add another Bible verse or another area of scripture where you can go and look a little bit deeper. And then after that, we have a short prayer where they can apply what they've learned. Um, I love when we're at home and we do these kind of things for homeschool, just allowing my kids, sometimes I'll read the prayer and then they repeat it, which is just, it's beautiful um, to have that piece where they're actually speaking out the prayer for themselves. And then um, we have like a little activity, something fun that they can do, like that applies what they learned in the lesson. So we tried to, you know, be wise with parents time because it's not necessarily just for parents and kids to do together. Although I highly recommend it um, because I think it's really fun. Like it's, it's really great for connecting those conversations with kids. Um, But we tried to, you know, just incorporate something simple. Like there's one day where we're talking a little bit about nature. And so we encouraged them to go on a walk together, look outside, Mm -hmm. look at the trees, look at the sun, you know, something simple that will help them remember that lesson. And that will also feed their souls a little bit. Wonderful. Yeah. I love that you've included the prayer and the, uh, and the activity and most of the activities, as far as I can tell, they don't require things that are hard to get, right? It's mostly some things that you're going to have in your kitchen drawer or readily available, or, or you just provide a, a, a piece, a, a space where they can journal some ideas or answer a question. So it's super attainable that like you said, a, a parent and child could do it together, but a lot of kids could do this on their own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. My oldest daughter, um, she could definitely do the majority of this alone, although she loves when I do things with her. Yes. So more than likely, I, I mean, we will do it together, which is just beautiful and special too. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can also, yeah, there's plenty of room on the pages to write in the pages, to doodle on the pages, color things in. The design is absolutely beautiful. Our graphic designer did a fantastic job mm-hmm. on that. So I feel like even if kids, if they decide to do it alone, they'll have that as a keepsake, just like you would have a diary when you were growing up, you know, of what you were thinking and feeling. I feel like this book is very much inspired by that idea of like, this is almost like the Bible when, you know, you have your Bible that you pass down to your kids, you know, or, you know, generations have this Bible. This book of Solomon says is really very similar, but at a young age, it's like their thoughts and their process during the season. So it's yeah. very special. And it's definitely something that they could revisit. You know, I could see going through this and maybe putting it on the shelf and then coming back to it again to go through it again with fresh eyes and fresh perspectives. It's uh, and it is beautifully done. So, yeah, it's a gorgeous book. Super fun. On some of them, you have a little Solomon says like a little crown icon at the bottom of the page. And the Solomon says, what are what are those? Yeah, well, we were really inspired by the choose your own adventure You know, you remember those books? Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. We were trying to make, you know, find a way to kind of incorporate um, kids to have their own opportunity to read the book in whatever order they wanted to or to have a little, you know, control and like, okay, well, maybe I'm having this issue. And so I want to just read this devotional Mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, like I'm reading through this and I want to go deeper. So the Solomon says the little, you know, icons down there, they do a variety of things. They can have you hop backwards to different pages where you already learned something and now you're Mm -hmm. tying something together. Um, They can also give you um, deeper information. So if you want to go look into another Bible verse or another story in the Bible and learn more about it, you can 
can do it there. Um, but we just basically, we wanted to create it to be fun and to have kids be able to do it in whatever order they wanted. Because for us, you know, as parents, it's really easy to tell your kids, okay, do this, do that, do this, do this, you know, tell them what to do or how to do that. But with this book, they can really read it however they want to. So if they want to read page 81 first, by all means, read Go page 81. Go for it. You know, like there's a lot of freedom here within a good boundary, you know, to like have some room to do what you want with it. Yeah. So that's kind of where we were going with those. I love that. What a great idea. You know, it's because we tend to be so structured where we do things in order. And then if you miss a day or something, skip a day, you can kind of feel discouraged in your devotional life. And so to have this have the opportunity for me to go anywhere I want to in the book at any time, I think that's a really cool feature that you guys added. Yes, Super fun. I loved it. So, okay. Tell, tell us a bit about the age range. So you, you say uh, preteen, so this, you're not necessarily looking at this for the younger, younger children. Tell me why that, that audience is the right one for this resource. Well, we were thinking, you know, mostly when I was in college, David and I, my husband, we had a mentor who told us the tween years are very significant. Mm -hmm. And what happens most of the time is that parents, because, you know, kids are starting to get more independent, use their voices, things are changing in their bodies, all of that. Parents tend to get a little nervous. And so they pull away. Um, and then the kid feels a little bit lost or like, I don't know what's right or wrong, or I don't know what's happening. Why do I feel this way? All of those things. And so our mentor said, during that age range, you want to get close to your kids, not mm. come back. Even if you feel awkward, even if they feel awkward, just make sure that you're able to communicate and keep that relationship close and connected. And so we thought that that is why Proverbs, especially during that eight to 12 your time is a perfect time for parents to connect with their kids on these topics mm -hmm. because it just opens the door for communication. You know, we're no matter what as parents, we're going to make mistakes. There's going to be times we mess things up and, you know, do the wrong thing or try to help and make it worse. You know, we, we do the best yes. we can as parents, but my thing has always been, if I can communicate clearly with my kids, if they understand that when I mess up, I will repent and say sorry and ask for their forgiveness as well as when they, you know, make mistakes. If we keep those lines of communication and wisdom open, then that sets us up for success long term. And so this is almost like a target range, you know, for their lives that, you know, time it's right before they turn into teenagers. So it's just a sensitive and important time. Fantastic. Sarah Humphrey, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Listeners, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And we will have you back another time so we can keep talking okay. more and about other things. Uh, now that we know you, it would be great to continue our conversation. Listeners, you can look for blog posts from Sarah at the kidsministry101.com blog, uh, where you see from uh, from the Lifeway Kids team, uh, from myself, but and from friends like Sarah who contribute regularly to the posts there. So if you recognize the name Sarah Humphrey, that may be one place where you've seen her. Um, but the book is Solomon Says Devotional, 100 Days of Wisdom from the World's Wisest King. You can look for that on lifeway.com and look for everything on lifeway.com. That's a great place to find all the things that you're looking for, but especially the Solomon Says Devotional. So look for that there. I feel like for some reason, producer Trey, I just, I feel like I need a Reese's. 
I'm not sure why. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you absolutely should get one today. Go Everybody, go get some chocolate. Go get some chocolate. Courtesy yes. of Sarah Humphrey. Sarah, thank you again. Listeners, thank you. We'll see you back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. VBS is an invaluable time to reach the kids in your community with the truth of God's word, but it's important for us to be prepared. Lifeway VBS previews are the best possible way to develop your volunteer team, to gain valuable training, and to build momentum and excitement for your VBS. Get ready to build your best VBS yet at VBS previews. Find a location near you at vbs.lifeway.com slash preview.